Is it true that me, Carlos Enrique Huitigir Guzman and Cabello, eats kids' vitamins? Is it still true? Yes, it is still true. Why is that? Why is it that this grown man is eating kids' vitamins? Well, first of all, because I don't have little kids anymore, and I wanted to try them out, and I've loved them. Here's the thing. Haya. Can you say it with me? Haya. Haya is the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin. Listen up. While most children's vitamins are filled with five grams, five grams of sugar, and they can contribute to a variety of health issues. Haya is made with, listen up, zero sugar and zero of that gummy junk, yet it tastes great and is perfect for picky eaters. Now listen, my kids aren't five years old anymore, they are 17 years old, and they love, still even now, Haya. Now why in the world would like like even grown people eat Haya? Because it is a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, and so many others that help support immunity. If you're looking for a vitamin for your kids, I promise you, Haya is gonna be the one. So we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Ready? Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to hayahealth.com slash humanhope. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash human hope and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Thursday, April 20th, 2023. This is episode 105 of the Human Hope Podcast. And I got one question. Dang it. I had it down. I was, guys, I had it. I had it down. I had what I was going to say. Dang it. Okay, listen, you know, I've been, uh, (laughs) I've been trying to figure out what to say when the beat drops and I had it, but I couldn't get there in time. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. Y'all, I'm going to do it again. Here we go. Okay. This is what I wanted to do. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What you gonna do when the hope comes for you? Yeah! Hey! Welcome to the Human Hope Podcast. I think I got it. It's it's almost there. It's not fully there. If you're a weekly listener, um, you know that I like to drop some rhyme when the beat drops, and I haven't been able to figure out what the freak to do. What do I do? I don't know. I haven't quite figured it out yet. Wait, but can you feel it? This is good, right? Uh, uh, uh. What you gonna do when the hope comes for you? Like, I'm not a rapper, but I kind of play one in my dreams. Like, I know every word to, like, Gangsta Gangster by NWA. I won't obviously put that on the podcast because there's little ears listening. Uh, but anyway, thank you, Dr. Delight. For the beat, we'll fade that down. And welcome to episode 105 of the Human Hope Podcast with your host, DJ Carlos. That's who I am. I am um, Carlos Enrique Guatiguer Guzman Cabello. And we are in the middle. I say the middle because this is the middle. This is the middle of the faith series. We have talked, we talk about a lot of things on this podcast. That's why it's on the society and culture podcast section. 
And so part of society and culture is faith. And if you're just tuning in, I would recommend that you go back two episodes to episode 103, where I talk about my personal faith journey and kind of where I am now. And then episode 104 last week with Tim Whitaker of the New Evangelicals. And Tim and I actually had, we had dinner last night here in Nashville. He was in town. So got to connect in real life, which was awesome. And yeah, you know, it was funny. We, we got to talk. <laughs> I was like, this is actually the podcast we should have recorded. Although really it couldn't because we, we were just talking about just our history and more, more of our history than probably either of us want to let the world know about. But yeah, we have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of mutual friends. You know, it's funny. I got some DMs from, sorry, allergies here in Nashville are nasty right now. Pollen is Satan's dandruff. I, I am certain of that. The devil just walking around. The devil is a liar. He, he be walking around Nashville, Tennessee, scratching his head and his dandruff has covered all of our cars. And now it's in my eyeball. It's just, it's the worst. But so many of you connected with him, with him. And I'm making sure, because my faith journey really consists of all these guests that I'm having on, to give you a peek into faith in general through different lenses. And you got my lens the first week, you got Tim's lens. Last week, a lot of you, I don't know, you're able to see yourself in Tim's journey. And a lot of you weren't, you know, I mean, I, th- there's a lot of people that, that aren't like into Carlos on Instagram. I get it. You know, they've told me as they've left, as if it's an airport, as on their departure, they let me know that they're leaving. And so like, I know that not every guest is going to be everybody's cup of tea, this week, the guests aren't going to be everybody's cup of tea. Last week, they're not going to be every cup, cup of tea. Next week, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. And that's why I hope you listen to every single one of these five weeks. Because what I want you to do is not live in a silo. And I want you to see and hear and feel the passion of every person's faith journey that I'm interviewing. I think it's just so, so important that we do that. We are taking a hard turn this week from Tim last week. That's like, yeah, here's my problems with the evangelical church to my pastors of an evangelical church. This week, you know, I I think you're going to hear a lot about my faith journey from the first week, episode 103, but you're going to hear a lot about it today too, because literally my theology has really been crafted a lot by these two incredible human beings, my pastors, Alex and Henry Seeley. They are not only my pastors, but some of my greatest friends. We do life together. Our kids have kind of grown up the last six, seven years together. And a lot of what I believe about healing, a lot of what I believe about Holy Spirit, almost everything I believe about those two things comes from what I have learned at The Belonging Co., which is my church. I volunteer at my church. I I kind of host the online services sometimes. I run camera five sometimes, run camera three sometimes. And I just love it. And I am a big believer in the American church and the church at large, the global church. I, the, the church is, wasn't our idea. It was Jesus's idea. And so since the church was Jesus's idea and it's run by flawed men and women, we're never going to find the perfect one. And just as Tim said last week, there needs to be accountability when there's abuse in the church. But I want to give you a picture of what I believe is a healthy church. Now, healthy doesn't mean perfect. Okay, I need to let you know that. The second you find the perfect church and you walk in it, it's no longer perfect. 
because you're a human and you're involved and your pastors are humans and they're involved. But I have not found, and listen, I've seen like the guts of the belonging co the guts. Okay. And I need you to know that the guts that I have seen have been one of the healthiest versions of church leadership I've ever seen. And that's my, that's my pastors, Alex and Henry. They're they're They really just have a heart for the people here in Nashville and it's beautiful. So whatever, yada, yada. I want you to hear from my pastors because I think um, I ask him a few questions that I think is going to help a lot of you. And here's the other thing. A lot of what I love about my church, we kind of together, like as a church body, invite everybody to come and experience every fall. Okay. And what do I mean by that? Well, every single fall, our church hosts a conference. And the conference is what we do it every single year. And I invite every single person I know, like personally to come to the conference. Every single year I am, I'm like, God, you got to come to the Belonging Co. Conference. You got to come to Belonging Co. Conference. And so just to let you know, before we even start, I'm inviting all of my Insta Familia. Let's do like an Insta Familia thing this year at the conference. Okay. It is, it, I want to make sure I got, I have the dates right. It's in September. Let me make sure I got this right. And Yes, it is September 14th through 16th at Municipal Auditorium here in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, and I just want to I want to invite you. And if you want to come experience what everything I love about my church, this is it. You get three days where you can experience it. And I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. It's not like any other church conference you've ever been to. It's it's not like, you know, how to be a, a better church volunteer or lead. No, like it's just like just coming to experience everything that has changed my life the last few years. So just to let you know, if you go to thebelonging.co slash conference, that's thebelonging.co slash conference, and you put in code Carlos15, that's my own code, you're going to get 15% off your registration. So that's just for you. That's just for the human hope familia. Okay. So know that I'm inviting you to come experience everything we're about to talk about right now with my pastors. I'm so grateful that they're here. Uh, sit back and enjoy this incredible conversation with my leaders and my shepherds, Pastor Alex and Henry Seeley. So here I sit with my pastors. Now I, I can say pastors, uh, but I also love you as dear friends. Yeah. We have Alex and Henry Seeley in the Human Hope Podcast Studio. Say hey to everybody. Hi. Hi. Here they are. Here they are. <laughs> and uh, I'm just I'm grateful that that in this series on faith, I just I thought I can't have a series on faith without my pastors, because I believe that the calling God has on my life. I'm able to do that because I am under yeah. authority. Yeah. I'm under the authority yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. And I'm under the authority that Jesus has placed as earthly people yeah. here on yeah. earth. And so I I do, I, I I submit to your leadership gladly. And I just love you. <laughs> yeah. I just love you guys. Well, we, we feel love you. the same. I just, we really do. I just we love, love you. you guys. So the belonging company. That's my church. That's the church that you started. Yeah. Uh nine? A little over nine years ago. A little yeah. over nine years yeah. ago. Yeah. How did this church start? Well, maybe I could go back before even yeah. like Australia vibes. Sure. Yes. Because you don't sound like you're from Kentucky. Yeah. No. 
<laughs> I know. I tried that, but it doesn't work I'm for me. From so. Australia. We're from Australia. Well, sure, and if you're from Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we love everyone in America. Um, but we are originally from Australia. Have yeah. been married 25 years. Uh, have served in ministry, yeah. in vocational ministries uh, for 29 years. Years, I think it is now. Uh, so we were we were pastoring. We didn't have our own church. We were mm-hmm. um, serving it in another ministry. But uh, God began to call us out to America, which was a huge step of faith. Yeah. Um, and we kind of won green cards. Long story short, we made it here, but we never had intention to start a church. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I had been involved in church for about just under 20 years as a pastor yeah. of a church. And I was at a crescendo where I thought the church was broken, mm, wow. loved Jesus, yep. loved being a pastor, loved God and his church, but was actually a little derailed with where the church was And this at. was in Australia. Yes. And as we were coming out, I'm thinking, great, Henry can focus on music and production yes. and sound, and I can have a sea change. Uh-huh. And I, we're not going to probably, we'll go to church, right. but we're not going to pastor or be in a church, like okay. lead a church yeah. or work for a church. And so when I got to America... I actually went through a two-year sabbatical, if you like, where I feel like God put me on a two-year sabbatical, wondering why are we here? You've called us here. Why are we here? And wrestling with the knowledge that God, now I really think the church is broken because I started going to churches in Nashville. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, wow, I think the church is actually broken and I don't think I like it. And I'll never forget sitting in my bed one day, Henry was away traveling, and I felt the Holy Spirit, and it might sound strange to some listeners, but the Lord speaks to me in my heart, and I just felt this still small voice say, Alex, don't hate my bride. Mm. And and I said, yeah, but it's broken. And I said, and there's so much collateral damage, me being some of it. Yeah. And I don't know how to fix this. And I actually don't think this is what you purposed. Mm. You know, when you declared over Peter, this is a revelation yes. from God. And on this confession, because I am the son of God, you're going to build the church and the gates of hell will not prevail against yeah. it. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, did you actually have what you're seeing in mind? Uh-huh. And he said, don't hate my bride. The church is my idea. And I said, well, what do I do about that? And he said, stop focusing to the left, the right, and everybody else's churches. He goes, you focus on being the church that I'm coming back for, being the bride that I'm coming back for. You, Alex, focus on that. Me, Alex, not the institution, not the 501c3, not the organization, because we are the church. Individuals, we are the church. It's not a building. And that convicted me so much, and it set me on a course to really find out, okay, God, we're here on mission mm. and I need to to know how to fall in love with you again. And because we did it God's way, yeah. then I'll get Henry to tell his yeah. part of the story of why we started this church, because honestly, it was the last thing on our minds to yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And just to clarify too, you know, 
there is actually some exceptional churches here in Nashville. Oh, yes. absolutely. Yeah, we we just we heard story after story after story from from people that uh, you know, and this it, it hasn't changed. In some ways, we've become even more aware of some yeah. of those stories of people being hurt, uh, you know, in church or disappointed sure. in church, uh, and that you know that's a true story even to this day. Um, and you know, there's many facets to that, and I'm not going to get into that, uh, you know, right now. But sure. you know, when we moved here, uh, as Alex said, we we really didn't know why we were meant to be here, but God had been pretty clear about us being here, and that was you know a, a good three years uh, mm. in Australia of God really just oh, before you even left, yeah, yeah. just yeah. being like, I don't know, I don't know, God, yeah, just, just this asking. unsettling, yeah. and then you know, just all these things that really pointed to us being here. Except the the one piece that was missing was what are we going to do when we get to Nashville? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and to be honest, I think if we knew what we were going to step into, yeah, uh, we we probably wouldn't have come. <laughs> probably. And and that might sound strange, and people might think, "Wow, do you not like what you do?" Sure. We absolutely love That's that right. we get to pastor church. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think that in the headspace that we were in, we were ready for it, mm. you know, and, and I honestly probably didn't feel qualified in that I'd, you know, I'd been involved in music my whole life. I was a worship leader, but I'd never had a dream of yeah. actually pastoring a church uh, because I knew the costs, um, you know, emotionally, physically, sure. uh, you know, I'd, I'd seen along the way. And so, but, you know, when we moved here to Nashville, I just started mixing records for people as I'd already been doing in Australia and uh, just started mixing and producing. And we really got to know a lot of people in the music community who loved God, were doing incredible things, uh, you know, in both the Christian music space, uh -huh. people in the country music space, um, but were very rarely in church because they were traveling, yeah. you know, on a weekend. And uh, in, in the South here, most churches, you know, it's 10 a.m. Sunday morning. Yep. That's, the, that's the right time for church. That's the right time. And it's not a bad time for church, but that doesn't work for everybody, you know. <laughs> At least and time so, to get to Cracker Barrel afterwards. <laughs> on the head. On the head. Uh, and so, you know, we, we found this, this common thread of people, uh, you know, loving God, but not being in community mm. uh, with other believers because yeah. they were out really feeling like they were on their own out yeah. on the road. And so we, uh, after some, some conversations and prayer, and, uh, you know, we opened up our home on a Tuesday night really just to try and build some framework and some life, you know, community, spiritual life, mm. discipleship for uh, some of those people in that community. Not ever, not in a million years, right. believing that it would lead to uh, never. You know, a church. Uh, and so, so really, like, like never. never. Yeah. I know that I, sounds and, and ridiculous. I, but I ask you that only yeah. because I do know. Yeah. yeah. But for the listener, like, yeah. There was there was no like okay here's a church planning organization we want to go da, da, da. it never no, even no. occurred not a blip we we went to over twenty different churches in that first year because we we were looking for a local church for ourselves yeah, yeah. so this Tuesday night thing that we were doing really was a, a, a bit of a conviction of we've we've been in a place where we've been deposited mm. into and raised up for 20 years. Yeah. So there felt like some sense of responsibility of yeah. actually yeah. We, we can help here. Uh -huh. And that's how we saw it. It was, okay. there are people in need, we can help. Yeah. And so that was kind of this thing on the side while we're like trying to still figure out why we're in Nashville, look for a local church. We're, you know, like we, we need to do the right thing, yeah. get involved in church. And it wasn't that these churches, that there weren't some great churches. It's just that we didn't feel this release of actually that's home. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't understand it at the time. Uh, but obviously over the next year, what was happening in our, 
uh, in our home on a Tuesday night grew out of control in some ways. And, and it was I spontaneous. Was, yeah. It wasn't a plan. No. It wasn't mm-hmm. a strategy. It didn't have a launch team. It didn't have a launch right. date. It didn't have it didn't have no funds. We had no finances. It was honestly because of what we had experienced in Australia, we realized there are so many people that are hungry for the real thing but have never experienced mm, it. Wow. We know what the real thing tastes like, yeah. looks like, yeah. feels like. Yeah. yeah. So let's just gather people in our home. Yeah. And that was what was the crazy part. Yeah. While we were still going to church on Sundays, like yeah. looking for really? churches. Really? So you're still yeah. looking for churches? Still looking for church. Still looking for Experiencing churches. Experiencing what happens on yeah. Tuesdays. On Tuesday and nights. I think in our minds, we thought once we find a church, this Tuesday night thing, we'll, we'll kind of bring that with us, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And then, you know, it'll, it'll have some construct because we sure. very much believe in the local church. Yeah. And so, you know, after a year and there's 120, 130 people meeting in our home every week, um, you know, without going into all the details, sure. we just felt there was, there was a real clear directive from God of actually this is a church. Wow. And that was a wrestle, internal wrestle for us of like knowing that this is now going to be in order for it to grow yeah. and to to do what it needs to do is going to require sacrifice from yeah. us yeah. Uh, and a real stepping out in faith. And, and so, re- remember when I said to you, I said, love, we've got to be, because we'd had prophetic words and, and confirmations and we were actually ready to go to California, actually. We'd been oh, offered wow. a job in okay. California yeah. while we were in the basement. Yeah, and like, we were going to take it to the because ocean. Yes. <laughs> it was a paycheck that we, we didn't have any money in our bank at yeah. the time. But I remember he- saying to Henry, you realize that once we say yes to this, mm-hmm. this isn't just a season. There's no turning back. I said, this is our life because I won't, mm. I won't play church. Yes. I, I, we will be committed to this until we die. Yeah. Yeah. And we had to really resolve because we understood the cost because mm. I think for so long I'd watched people build ministries and yep. build names and platforms, but the people was secondary. Mm. But we knew yeah. with this call, it yeah. meant the people were primary. Wow. And we knew what that was going to cost. We were going to have to be in the trenches with people. We're yep. going to go through all the church hurt people. We're going to have to go. And it, it was like, we better know what mm. we're signing up for yeah. wow. because yeah. we take this very seriously. Yeah. yeah. And I think with that, you know, you, you have people that come who have had all manner of experiences. Sure, some with church. In yeah. church, some outside of church. Um, but, you know, pe- people coming in with their hurt and knowing that in leading a church, there's there's now this position that you hold that for many, not for many, but for some people is actually a trigger for mm. past yeah. pain and past sure. hurt. And now that, that hurt has a new face, mm, you know, and it's wow, our faces. Wow. Irrespective of sure. they'd even experienced anything with us, we now were in that position. Yeah. And so that, you know, that's part of the part of the challenge of pastoring uh, you know, people. Yeah. And people. People are, human beings. People are hurting. And understanding that, you know, we're we're also people. Sure. And we have pain and we've walked through a journey, but realizing that God would use that and allowing God to actually, rather than us hold on to that hurt, deal with that hurt and mm. that pain. Uh, and hopefully uh, figure out how we can move forward and bring others on that journey to healing as well. And that's, you know, I think church is a beautiful, a beautiful thing. Uh, and at times 
incredibly challenging, yeah. uh, messy, uh, and not that that's an excuse for it to be chaotic or out of control, but you know, when you've got thousands of people who all have their own experiences and their, sure. their own pain, at some point, the, you know, things are going to arise. And so yeah. I yeah. think we were very well aware that that's, in saying yes, that's what we were stepping into. And so that probably was the biggest hesitation for yeah. us. So, yeah. But all that to say, in, in February of 2014 is when we officially launched The Belonging. And, you know, it's been a beautiful journey, uh, one of just radical mm. obedience and growth and stretching and moments of like, I don't think we can do this anymore. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and I think that's right. You know, like that's real. Yeah. Uh, if we... F- I would be concerned if we felt like we had this thing figured out every step of the way, because then that would require no dependence on God, you know? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, getting to know yourself, it literally can be a lifelong process, especially, and this is a big thing, because we are always changing. Like, I'm not the same person I was five years ago. I'm not even the same person I was one year ago. So my therapist really helps me figure me out. Now, what does BetterHelp do? They are an online service that allows you to connect with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. I was talking with my therapist two weeks ago And, you know, I I haven't been in a while because why? Well, you don't have to go all the time. Like you go in when there's something really wrong and it's just like my my car. If something's really wrong with my car, I take it to the mechanic and sometimes it has to stay there a few weeks. But then I also, when my car's running well, I take it in for an oil change to make sure that something bad doesn't happen in the future. That's what I look like with therapy. That's what it should look like with therapy. So if you have gone to therapy before and you're looking for a new therapist, try better help. They will connect you. And you can also just try out a therapist and you don't have to stick with them. If it's not a right fit, you can mix and match and find the therapist that is right for you. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So all I want you to do is to fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists, like I said, anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with better Help. Visit betterhelp.com slash human hope today and get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp, H E L P.com slash human hope. So we all have health issues at some point in our lives. And I know if you're like me, I go straight to Google. And what, what Google always tells me is I've got about 24 hours left to live. Google is not the place you want to get your medical information from. You want to find a trusted source, a doctor, okay? And you can find it from ZocDoc. Thousands of medical professionals on ZocDoc are there to help you. They listen like a friend, give you the expert advice that you need. ZocDoc is the only free app, it's free, that lets you find and book doctors who are patient reviewed. You can see the reviews right there on the app. Take your insurance, thank God, and are available when you need them to treat almost every condition underneath the sun. Okay, so no more Dr. Roulette, right? No more scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor that you haven't even met yet. Go to ZocDoc.com slash human hope and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top 
top-rated doctor today. Many are available, this is crazy, within 24 hours. That is doc.com slash human hope. Zocdoc.com slash human hope. Well, something that I, I have felt from the day I walked in, not when I first walked into the belonging, I don't even remember when it was, 2015, 16, I don't know when it was. No, it was 2017. I, I had no idea about the history. I had no idea about Tuesday nights. I didn't know anything. I knew it was on Tuesday nights, but I didn't know anything else. But there was a sense of this thing's this thing wasn't planned. <laughs> like like there there was a sense of I've been listen, I, I have been in professional evangelical church spaces for a long time in my life. And you can feel when it's a plan. Yeah. <laughs> and I started coming and I just <laughs> I just remember week after week going like, oh my gosh, like like there's no plan here. Like not that you did not that you didn't have a plan, but I, I'll just never forget one Sunday like I just remember, okay, it's time for the message. And Pastor Alex walked up there and there was like no message. Like, like it was, you just kind of started praying for somebody and then somebody else, you know, got up and prayed for someone else. And then there was some music and then there was a little bit of a message and then, but it just, it, it was so raw and, but it was contained within, within not a human plan, but what I will say for my listeners, maybe they don't understand this, but Holy Spirit's plan. Yeah. And so when I say that, so, you know, I think my listeners have heard me enough to where they know I believe in the supernatural. They know I believe in these things. And so as much as somebody would think that that would look chaotic, mm. there has just always been this raw, yeah. authentic thing about my church, yeah. about the belonging. How do you keep that? Because the bigger you get, Right. The bigger you get, the yep. more um, people that come, the more honestly, the bigger anything gets. You have to have systems and you have to have things kind of put in. But how do you still keep it yeah. so raw? Yeah, that's got to start from us uh -huh. as the leader. And we always say this phrase, which is not just a catchphrase, but yeah. it is actually a mantra of life. But you cannot take anyone where you have not been yourself. Wow. And I think what happens is we are people of the Spirit. Yeah. We have been people of the Spirit since I was 11 years of age. And this is how I know God is real for those of you that are listening right yeah. now. Because when I was 11, I had an encounter with Jesus and the Holy Spirit that mm. marked my life. You can't make it up as sure. a kid. Sure. And I began to move in this church that I was in that taught me the gifts of the Spirit, how to hear yeah. the voice of God, how to move, how to have prophetic words, how to have words of knowledge. Like God would drop little thoughts in my heart and I would go to someone on the school bus and say, hey, this might feel weird, mm. but oh, wow, do you have a brother? Old and, Alex. Oh yeah, I was 11. <laughs> 11. And they would say, how do you know that? And yeah. I said, well, the Lord told me. Wow. And they'd be like, and you know, the world's not afraid of that. We've right. got people that are moving in, you know, seeing the dead and all of these supernatural signs and the world is longing. Yeah for that spiritual connection. Yeah. Guess what? That's just secondary to what God has already written. Wow. And we should be more connected as Christian beings. And what I have found is that at the Big C Church yep. has done a really poor job in allowing the supernatural power yeah. of God, the resurrected power of God to be manifest in our churches. Yeah. And we've boiled it down to a 90-minute 
spectacular. 55 minutes. Or 55 minutes. Sorry, our <laughs> church is probably 90 minutes. 55 minutes uh-huh. of a curated sure. museum. Yeah. Of something that was once yeah. upon a time. And I believe, because the Bible says... Wow. That we're able to do all of these things. And in fact, Jesus said, you'll do greater. Wow. So why aren't we in tune? And so as a young person, this has been our lives. This Mm -hmm. hasn't just been when we started the belonging, but we've been in environments where the spirit of God has been manifest in meetings. And that is why I am a born again believer today. I have seen healings in my life. I've seen miracle after miracle. So when we came to Nashville, This is just an overflow of our private time with the Lord. And so when we're in a church meeting, I want every person at church to Mm. encounter what I've encountered. And so it's a responsibility on Henry and I to be in the secret place, to be prepared so that when Mm. we come to church, we don't go, this is what I would like to do. We give it over to God and say, what do you need to do? And you know who's going to be in this meeting today. So that's why when you would come and I would just step out and say, hey, you, God said this and what would happen? We've Uh, even done it to you. I know. Where you've come forward and Henry's had a word for you and it's the word that you need right then because that's what makes Christianity exciting. And so it's up to us to steward that in our lives Mm. so it can be an overflow in the church. Yeah. And I think, you know, when we're talking about we had a word for somebody. We had something to say. Sure. Yeah. It's 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 tapping into that place because we've been in prayer yes. uh, and mm-hmm. spent time with God that he's then, you know, he's he's directing those, yeah. those words. Those yeah, thoughts. it's his it's not, word for them. Yeah, it's not like, oh, that's a, you know, power of positive thinking or positive sure. words. Absolutely, there is life. Yeah. You know, the Bible even says this, yeah. you know, life and death is in the tongue. So yeah. what we speak and how we speak, it can bring life. But when you get that, that real clear sense of God is saying this, and this is what we believe God uh-huh. is saying, and it resonates with someone, then it produces fruit in that person's life. You it's know, encouraging. It, to yeah, yes. it's encouraging. It'll unlock something in them. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, if, if we if we talk about church, and it's not that we don't have a plan. It's not that our, exactly. ch- our church is not chaotic. No, I'm on planning it's, center. Yeah, I've, yeah. Got, I've got the yeah. app. I know yeah. when I'm supposed to yeah. show up. But, but we know, didn't you, always have that. No, but there's always been some sense of, hey, we didn't just oh, yeah. show up, you know, just thinking, oh, whatever happens, happens. Right, you know, right, like right. It, we're intentional, but the goal is not to get through our plan or mm. our program. The goal yeah, is, that's is it. that people would experience God and whatever we got to do to get there. And, you know, if you, I was thinking about this earlier today, just, you know, like Jesus, when he was out ministering, he, he didn't have an agenda of, I've got to get through this message. I've got to get through this thing. I've right. got to, you know, right. and here's my time. And we, yeah. it, the goal is that people experienced his love. The goal is they got a glimpse of mm. uh, who God was in yeah. the flesh. They, the goal was that they heard from him. Jesus was often talking about, uh, you know, the kingdom of heaven yeah. is like, you yeah. know, and so Jesus is instructing them. His goal is not to get through the instruction. Yeah. The goal is that their lives Beautiful. would be transformed. And so that's that, so good. I think that is the goal for us every week Absolutely. at church. As much as we plan and prepare, the yeah. goal is that someone experienced the yes. love of Jesus. Yes. They yes. got a glimpse of who Jesus is, a glimpse of the kingdom of God. And, you know, sometimes that will come through the things that we planned and we felt like God was leading. And sometimes that's just 
that's the stepping stone. Mm-hmm. And then we get in there and all of a sudden we just, you know, something happens or we feel yeah. like actually God wants to take it this way or somebody gets healed or something happens like that. And so, you know, I think that for us is where the plan is not to get through the plan. The right. plan is oh. that people experience the presence of God. So. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, you just said that yeah, so well. That's all right. Hopefully we recorded that. <laughs> so you can, I mean, because it, it's just, it's the, it's yeah. so good. That is, that is what people experience when yeah. they do come yeah. to the belonging. And so, okay. I have been pastored by you again, the last six, seven years through various seasons of, of even my life. And I would love to ask you some questions where honestly, my hope is that you can pastor in this small way, I, I really recommend that people find a local church that they can be under yeah. authority and headship. Absolutely. But, but a lot of the same questions that I've worked through are probably going to be a lot of the same questions that people yeah. have. So do you mind if I maybe just go right. for it. allow you guys to do that for... And we will do our best. Do your best. <laughs> do, do, do your best. Now, I love that. I love that. Um, so when I first got to The Belonging, I was coming out of a church that had exploded imploded, I guess I should say. And I was wounded. I was beat up. I was like, I don't know if I can trust another pastor. I don't, I don't know if like Heather told me to come to the belonging. I was like, I'm not going there. I don't want to go there. That's where the pretty people are. They they can sing real good. You know, (laughs) like like I'm not, that's the last thing I want to go find myself a a pastor that's 97 years old (laughs) in with three people in a a pew. Right. Like, like that, that's like down for that. Exactly. Right. (laughs) So, I was able to experience the manifest presence of, I mean, it really was an encounter. I mean, you guys are great preachers. The reason I kept coming back was just the encounter that I kept experiencing. And we're very happy about that. Yes. For the person that's listening Mm -hmm. and they, they have just been through three years of like, I just, I'm so let down by my leaders. I'm so let down by my church, by whatever. It's it's all humans, right? Pastor them like you pastored me. Mm. The, the 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 hurt ones that are they lo- they loved going to church. They they did they lo- and they just haven't been for yeah. two years. And yeah, the Carlos is like they see Carlos on Instagram like sitting at church singing these songs. But I just don't know in Paducah, Kentucky, if I can find a, a you know and help them mm. with with their the hurt. Wow, that's mm. a big. I know it's big. That's a big yeah. question. And you can you can get specific yeah. if you want to. You yeah. can you can use me as the example or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I I, want to just say first and foremost that I think every man and woman of God at some point of their vocational career will let people down. Yeah. And I think our focus has been sometimes on the man or woman of God rather than God himself. And Henry and I have talked about this of why we still love the church even though we've seen a lot of crazy and over the years. And you've been hurt by the church. We've been hurt yes. very severely. But what, what, I, what we've realized is my encounter was never with the pastor oh. or the church. My encounter was with Jesus. Wow. And I was 11 years of age when I got saved. And it was by myself. My friend had invited me to this church. And it was this little old man <laughs> preaching the gospel yeah. that I'd never heard before, even though I was raised a Christian. Yeah. And I heard the gospel message that I am a sinner in need of saving. Wow. 
and it was revelation to my little 11-year-old heart. And my heart started to race. And I remember they had an appeal that if you want to invite Jesus to be your Lord and Savior and forgive you of this separation of Mm -hmm. sin, walk forward to the front. Well, I didn't even realize my legs were walking before I could (laughs) register that (laughs) I was walking to the front. But when I got to the front and they asked me to repeat a prayer, Mm. it was a simple prayer of, Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sin, of being separate, doing life my way. And now I choose to repent and turn from my ways and choose your way. Mm. And now you're Lord of my life. Carlos, I can't articulate how I felt that day, but when I said in Jesus' name, amen, the weight that I had been carrying on my little shoulders, I'm 11. I haven't really done big sins then. I've probably told a few lies and (laughs) stolen cookies from the pantry, but I felt the weight of sin lift off of my shoulders and I began to weep. Mm. And I had an encounter with my Savior that Mm. day. Wow. The following week, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit Mm. and I got filled with unknown tongues. And as an 11-year-old, you don't make that up. And there was a fire that came in me that made me this bold little lion that would tell everyone about Jesus. So when I walked through church hurt Uh and church pain, I I read my word that yep. showed me that Jesus was nothing like what these people were showing me. Wow. And that there's a certain group of people that Jesus corrected often and they're called the Pharisees. Right, right. And they were the ones he was most angry with all the time. Wow. And I began to see, hold on a minute. There are pharisaical Christians that walk the earth. And Jesus was the revolutionary that Mm. came to bring a whole new paradigm shift Mm. to Mm. faith. And they didn't like him. Mm. And so I began to always focus, I'm going to follow you, Jesus. And not because man gets it wrong. I think this is why God never revealed himself as one thing, because we would have memorialized him. Wow. Wow. We would have idolized him. And this is why God's like, I'm going to one day show up as a wind, a fire. I'm going to show up as a baby. I'm going to show up. I'm I'm not going to even let you see my face. I'm going to be in a burning bush. I'm going to manifest my way the way you need it manifested. But man is going to break. Right. And do you know what I've realized is that I'm a I'm a woman huh. and I'm going to break the glory of God because I'm human and I'm fallible. Yeah. But if I put my focus on the worker for God yeah. more than I look at the God who was the one who saved me, uh-huh. that I'm going to be disappointed day after wow. day after day after day. And the reason why I'm still standing here today in mm. love with the church yeah. Is because I fell in love with Jesus, yeah. not a leader. Yeah, yeah. I think with that, come on. Yeah, that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's so much of it is expectation, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. And we, for whatever reasons, somehow, and, and as Alex really has been saying, like we, we somehow place man uh, in the place yeah. of God. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and maybe it's because you know it's it, to to have the faith to yeah. know God. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, requires us pressing into a place that is harder than, you know, just being able to reach out and touch somebody that we sure. can 
have a conversation with, you know? And so oftentimes, whether we realize we're doing this or not, oftentimes we actually put a person as the intermediary yep. between God mm. and man, uh, even though th- because of Jesus, because of what he did at the cross, we now longer, no, n- now longer, no longer now need that. Right, right. Uh, but to have a leader and a shepherd is yeah. helpful in our lives to, you know, it's actually biblical to have somebody in that role of pastor and shepherd in our lives. But somehow we can think that it's okay for us to have brokenness mm-hmm. and everybody else to have brokenness, but somehow that person has to live at some level of sure. perfection. And so when we put our expectation in man uh, for the things that we really should be expecting of God, yeah. all of a sudden our brokenness, uh, you know, we see a person's brokenness and, and we're somehow shattered. Yeah. We've put a false expectation yeah. on that person. And it doesn't mean that, you know, a, a man or woman of God should just be able to live their life however they oh, want. Sure. You know what I mean? There yeah. is actually, the Bible talks about, uh, you know, what's required uh, to be uh, a, a leader in the an kingdom of God, a, a, an overseer, a pastor, a shepherd. Um, so there is definitely, you know, it, it is not just for anybody, sure. if that makes there sense. There are rules the, yeah, and lists. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And, and, and uh, requirements in that. Yeah. Uh, but people are people, yeah. you know, so there is going to be brokenness there. Yeah. Somebody's going to mess up along the way, yeah. whether that's in a small way or a big way. Uh, and yet every time we're disappointed or we're shattered by that. And I would say that if your faith has been rocked by a leader having sure. a, a moral fall or, you know, something's gone on, then your f- the foundation of your faith, yes. uh, and this might be offensive or hurtful, and I don't mean this to be hurtful yeah. at all, but hopefully a revelation. Yeah. Maybe your foundation of your faith was not actually in God as much right. as it was in man. Yeah. And so I think, yep. you know, when we, when we really can build our foundation in God, in the word of God yeah. and realize that with that, God brings us shepherds and pastors mm. and leaders and teachers who will do their absolute best yeah. to lead us to God. Uh, but that is the goal to not to lead to themselves, yes. but actually to God. And that's, you know, Alex and I, that's really one of the things that we've tried to, uh, to, to help our church realize. And, and many people have kind of, they've got this, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll say to us often, we're so thankful to be in a place where, you know, you guys, you, you do a great job of leading us um, but where you're leading us is not to you it's to Jesus and so that really that's the goal that's our responsibility is not to draw people to ourselves it's not to build a following for ourselves but actually to build disciples who follow Jesus Uh, and you know I think with that and this this will, will sound pretty black and white, yeah. but there's no excuse, uh-huh. you know, like there's no excuse. If you are a believer, uh, a follower of Jesus, who's uh-huh. truly had an encounter with Jesus, it shouldn't matter. Now it, it does matter. And I hear what, what I'm saying, saying, I hear what you're but saying, but it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't shake your faith. It, it, shouldn't, sure. it shouldn't shake your faith. Yes. That is yeah. a, definitely a better way to put it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't mean that it's not disappointing, right? But it's understanding what to do with that disappointment. And I think that's where we get to this place where people are like, I was hurt by the church. It's like, actually you were hurt by a person right in the church yes uh, and, and let's look at the church yeah every single person in the church whether they're a new attender or a pastor of 50 years we're all sinful to some degree absolutely so why are we surprised mm. when there's some level of disappointment with yeah. that so let's fix our eyes on Jesus and let's not let's not add to the noise yeah. and destroy the church because somebody in their brokenness got in the way right let's let's get our eyes back on Jesus 
Human Hope Familia, I am in love and in awe of Tutapona and what Tutapona is doing. Now, before I tell you who Tutapona is, listen to this and tell me if you don't relate. Like if you've ever suffered from the effects of trauma or know someone who has, you know that we're all affected by significantly stressful events in the same basic ways. Without mental health support, people who experience a traumatic event will fall into one of three groups. Now listen, this is so important. The first group, they're never gonna recover, right? The event's gonna continue to cripple their lives. The second group, they're gonna struggle through and they're gonna work themselves back to like their pre-trauma state. But the third group, and this is where Tutapona comes in, after a critical traumatic life event, they embark on a new and different path because of that difficult experience. And that path takes them further than they could ever even have gone had they not experienced the trauma. This third group actually grows through the process of recovery. Tutapona facilitates emotional healing through group mental health programs and one-on-one support to people, listen to this, fleeing the world's most brutal wars and conflicts. Mental health support for people fleeing these conflicts. In the 15 years since Tutapona began, nearly 60,000 men, women, and children from the Congo, South Sudan, Ukraine, Syria, Iraq, and Uganda are now choosing love over hate, peace over violence, and joy over despair. Because of Tutapona, families are reconciling and communities are changing. Hope is growing and hope, it changes everything. So here's the deal. It is the 15th year of operation for Tutapona. Uh, and if you've been just praying about somewhere to be able to invest into that, you know your money is going to change the lives and the minds and the hearts of people, Tutapona is the place to be. Giving 15 bucks per month for 15 months is enough to put three adults or children who have lived through armed conflict through one of Tutapona's mental health programs. With more than 50%, a 50% reduction in trauma symptoms, people are finding hope and hope changes everything. That is three human beings like you and like me and like all of us. So let's make mental health programming accessible to every human everywhere. So in honor of Tutapona's 15th year of operations, why not give 15 bucks? Just go to www.tutapona.com slash give the number 15. That is T-U-T-A-P-O-N-A dot com slash G-I-V-E one five. Y'all looking for somebody and you just can't find that right employee? Well, I know that has been a long journey for me and indeed is the place and the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one single place. If you hate waiting, Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality, the 80%, I need to sit on that number, find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. I love the fact that they can match you so quickly. With Indeed matching, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Boom sauce. It's like hiring at warp speed. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire really great talent fast. Now listen, Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit indeed.com slash human hope to start hiring right now. Just go to www.indeed.com slash human hope. Indeed.com slash human hope. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need 
Indeed. You know, I hearing you say that and and knowing and and again, I I hear that from from you as my pastors and I and I think okay, I could take offense mm-hmm. to hearing that somebody could take offense to hearing that yeah. and and be like oh okay well then you know um pastors can i mean this is not what you said yeah. but but they, they can start saying oh okay pa- pastors can can do whatever they want and and my feelings don't yeah. you know don't matter how i feel and what you're saying what i hear you saying is that the foundation yeah. of everything that you are as a follower of jesus yeah. shouldn't be uprooted because of a individual. Yes. 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 Yep. Okay. And let me just clarify this. Yeah. Your feelings absolutely matter. Absolutely. Yeah. And with that, hopefully we can all realize that at some point, I mean, we're friends. Yeah. And we've been friends for several years now. And I'm sure at some point as a friend, unintentionally, I've done something or there's been an expectation. Um, I, I don't know if this is true or sure. not, but I know that, that with other people in my life, I've unintentionally hurt somebody because they yeah. had an expectation that I might uh, respond a certain way. Sure. And I, honestly, I'm, I'm, I deal <laughs> I, with this all I, the I time. I know the, her- the Henry responses. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm, yes. over, I'm over trying to I'm, feel about a certain way about the way you respond to text I'm an messages. introvert. And I, yeah, exactly. Yes, See, he doesn't respond. Exactly. <laughs> and it's not that I don't want to. It's just that I have a different way. Yeah. The way I'm created, you know, yep. I, I respond to things differently. I'm, you know, Alex and I've been married for 25 years yeah. and there were moments early on in our marriage where she had an expectation of how I would respond. Sure. And in my introverted nature, I wouldn't give that response. Mm. And that was hurtful to her. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm just like, well, it's just me. Just get over it. That means I've got to grow, but yes. it also means that Alex yeah. has got to grow. Yeah. And so I yeah. think understanding that it's the same in the kingdom of God, yeah. we're all growing. Yeah. You know, when we started out pastoring this church, I'm a much better leader. Sure. Uh, I've learned some stuff yeah, along the way. Thank God you, you grow, know? Yeah, right? We exactly. all grow. Yeah. yeah. And, and so you've got to give grace for, for leaders. Yeah. I think you've, there's got yeah. to be grace yeah. for leaders. I I've often say this, you know, if you, you know, Jesus has that scripture when the woman's caught in the act of adultery right, right. and, you know, they're all gathered around and he says, hey, if you who are without sin, uh-huh. you get to cast the first stone because right. that was actually the law. Uh-huh. If, if someone was caught in adultery, you can stone Son. them to death. Yep. He goes, but I want to just ask you this question. I want to go a little deeper. Yeah. If you have no sin in your life, then yeah. you get to throw the first stone. Yeah. And none of them could do it because they all knew they had sin. Mm. He was the one without sin. So right. he had every right according to Mosaic law mm-hmm. that he could throw that stone. Yeah. And he says, I will not condemn you. I will forgive you. So with that same grace yeah. that you would want bestowed unto you when yeah. you make a mistake, uh-huh. We need to understand we should be doing that yeah. for others. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I think at the end of that, you can only do that if uh-huh. you've had an encounter with Jesus. Absolutely. First. Yeah. And it, it goes back to the encounters. Yes. The encounter piece with Jesus. And I, this is where I want to go next because for me, it would not be a stretch to say when I stepped into Rocket Town that first week, I was very wounded. Mm. I was very, I was mad. I was angry at how everything went down. I, at the last place I was at, I was bitter, but I didn't know that I actually hadn't had a supernatural encounter that you're talking about with Jesus, with, and I'm, I, I, you know, I prayed a prayer, I'd done the things. 
let's let's shift into the supernatural yeah. for a second, okay? Because that's that was brand new to me. Yeah. So I, I go to the, show up the belonging. I was Father, Son, and Baptist hymnal. That was yeah. like that was my <laughs> Trinity, okay? But I show up and. Um, I, I, you know, we, we, you got supernatural things we, where people are praying for healing. And I'm like, well, I mean, should we really pray for healing? Cause like, <laughs> what if it doesn't happen? Right. All of these things that I'm just are in my way yeah. of encounter. You keep saying encounter. Yeah. Talk to us about, uh, th- to those that are listening, we're like, well, okay. So is there really like, you're, you're telling me there's. There's something more supernatural than just getting maybe maybe liking a certain song when I come in on a Sunday and it feels good and then I leave. You're actually saying that we can encounter the living, breathing God yeah. every day of our lives. Yes. Yeah. Tell us more about that. Well, I think, you know, if we if we get let's get back to Jesus because yeah. you know, we, we can a lot of us can we we can quantify that. Yeah. You know, we read about Jesus in the Gospels. He walked the earth. Maybe many of us might just think that Jesus was a good man, but he was more than that. Right. He was the Son of God. Yes. Um, and when people and that that is what I believe. Yeah. So the listener yeah. knows that. Yeah. I believe that Jesus was fully God and yes. fully man. Yes. Uh, and and so with that, you know, people had encounters with Jesus. Uh-huh. It it wasn't. They didn't have an encounter with the knowledge of Jesus. It wasn't a uh-huh. theory. They they encountered Jesus, you know, face yeah. to face. So there was an actual encounter with Jesus. And in that moment, uh, there was a transference. Uh, you know, we read about the the woman with the issue of blood. Yeah. You know, for, yep. for twelve years, this woman had sought. Uh, you know, doctor's help. She'd gone and she'd done everything that she could uh, and nobody could bring her any relief. She had been bleeding uh, nonstop for 12 years. Yep. Uh, and, and and it says in the gospels that, you know, Jesus is there in the middle of the crowd. There's people all around him. Uh, it says that they, they th- thronged him, you know, like they're yep. literally all around him. And then all of a sudden he realizes somebody, he says, some, somebody, something just happened. Somebody yeah. just reached out and touched me. And the disciples like, Jesus, like there's hundreds of people around, you yeah. know, like there's people everywhere. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, no, someone just had a moment of mm. realizing who I was. They got a revelation of who I was. And when they had a physical encounter, something he's, he says, you know, virtue left. Yeah. Like, it, this person's life was changed. This woman is healed in the moment. And I think that, you know, that's one of many stories that we read of in the gospel that really helps us to to realize that it's more than just knowing about Jesus. There right. were a lot of people in the crowd that knew about Jesus. Yep. They'd heard about Jesus. They could see Jesus. But that woman was the only one in the moment that actually had an encounter oh. with Jesus. And so if we take that further, then, you know, when Jesus, uh, you know, he dies on the cross. Yeah, walks on earth. Yep, rises again. And then he says to the disciples, I'm going to go, I'm going to ascend to heaven and I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so the Holy Spirit is the the supernatural manifestation of Jesus, mm. the son of God, wow. our, our ability to experience God as supernatural God, yeah. as spirit beings, every one of us, right. whether we believe in God or believe in Jesus or not, I believe we're all created as spiritual beings. Yes. Uh, and, and that is why even, you know, the world is hungry for yes. is this in, in, in inquisitive nature of yep. the supernatural. There's something, there's something else. Yep. There's yep. something. Yeah. That's why we have this, you know, this, this love affair with, those dark things or horror yeah. movies or, you know, sci-fi Because those things. are supernatural yeah, as well. Exactly. Uh, and it's a counterfeit, really, of yeah. the good 
the good nature of who God is. Yeah. And so with that, you know, we have now the Holy Spirit who uh, is Jesus was one man in one place at one time, but the Holy Spirit is omnipresent. He's yeah. all places everywhere so that we can experience that same encounter with God. But it took, you know, in the same way that it took for that woman to be intentional, yeah. I she had not only a need, but a an understanding that yeah. a moment with Jesus was actually going to change something in her life. And I don't believe that God just responds to need. I believe he responds to faith. Wow. And that is that 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 aspect of saying, actually, God, I, I not only need you, but I believe that yeah. you can do this. And so we now, as Christians, we have access to that same encounter through the Holy Spirit mm. um, that people had with Jesus when he walked the earth. I want to add to that because yeah. I think, you know, you came in angry. I did. You came in hard, actually, yeah. To but yet you were arrested yeah. by that encounter because, and this is where, and please don't get offended if you go to a great church and yeah. you love your church, but a lot of churches don't have the manifest power of the Holy Spirit True. in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they have the knowledge of the word mm. uh -huh. and the practice mm. of all which the... Which are all important which and paramount are very, things. Which yep, are very but. important. But where it's different is that we've allowed the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit to be activated and mm. welcomed yeah. in a meeting yeah. so that the Holy Spirit can actually move the way he moves best because the Holy Spirit's job and his primary role uh -huh. is to reveal Jesus. Wow. And it's to convict you of sin. Wow. And so his job by the Spirit, and yep. when you give him permission to move in an area, yep. he says, Hallelujah. They've given me free reign. Yeah. Man's not in control. Yep. We are letting, again, our worship is saturated. Uh -huh. You know, the, when Jesus came out of the wilderness, the Holy Spirit had come upon him at baptism. Yeah, yeah. And when he went and opened the scrolls, which uh -huh. he'd been in the temple many times before, right. he opens those scrolls and he begins to preach from the scrolls, yeah. Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord yes. has anointed me mm. yes. to preach the good news, to yes. bring freedom to the captives, to release the prisoners. And it says here uh, in Luke, it's like, and everyone was in awe of mm. what he was saying. What happened? The Spirit of God brought a revelatory manifest presence. Yes. We've read those scrolls before. Yeah. We've heard the the priests and the, the, the rabbis use those same yeah. words, but today that's different. Mm. Why? Because the manifest presence of Jesus with yeah. the Holy Spirit upon him opened a realm of the supernatural yes. where people sat there and went, who is this guy? And do right. you know when everybody started to wonder, they lowered him down when they said, but isn't that Joseph's uh -huh. son? And the awe and wonder went, oh. wow. Yeah. They lost the reverence. They wow. lost the reverence. Yeah. And this is what happens in our meetings when you, the Holy Spirit needs a place to land, mm. right? Yeah. And he landed on Jesus. Yeah. And he landed on each of the heads of the disciples in the upper room. Yep. He needs a place to land. Yes. And so when you don't give him permission to land, you won't ever encounter Jesus wow. in the most supernatural way. And the Holy Spirit is longing yeah. to open your spiritual eyes and understanding to meet the real Jesus mm. that actually can take away your anxiety, yes. your fear, your pain, yes. your, your hurt, your 
issues. And this is when you are, you get transformed and you are transformed yes. week after week after week. Your wife was transformed. Yes. Heather was transformed. Your kids were transformed. Yes. So you can't make that up. You're like, no. you didn't go home and go, oh, so what did you do today? Right. You just were like, <laughs> we were in a meeting and but you got what you needed. Yes. Heather got what she needed. So Hala got what she needed. Yes. Everyone, because the Holy Spirit knows you better yeah. than you know yourself. But I believe it's allowing the Holy Spirit to take reign of a meeting. Wow. And allow him to yeah. do what only he can do. Yeah. I think... <sighs> Part, part of These what are was, all the things I've always wanted you guys to just say, and I'm just so glad you're just saying it. Yeah. So grateful. I, I think one of, one of the things that I really noticed along the way um, is, and and more and more as I began to see churches, uh, you know, have just bigger and better programs mm. and services yeah. that were like, wow, you know. And there's, there's in my heart, there's nothing yeah. wrong with doing things well. I sure. believe in doing we things We do things well. great. Yeah, yeah. we, we really well. do. But, but we never, don't need them. <laughs> right. And never at the expense yes. or the substitution of the presence of God. Wow. And this is the thing that's important because, and, and I'll tell you why, you know, I, I noticed this um, a lot over the years, but I would see people who were, you know, involved uh, in, in churches that were, you know, like they were doing such incredible things that there was a wow factor. Yeah. Uh, but then I watched the fruit of their lives and there was still an emptiness that mm. they were going and filling with, um, you know, with drinking or sure. with, you know, this stuff over here or that stuff over there. There was still this desire for mm. more because the, the presentation was wow. a substitute for the presence of God. Um, <laughs> Lord have mercy. And so it leaves an emptiness. That's and so right. people would leave church and be like, well, I did that. Yeah. And they maybe couldn't even put it, you know, put it in words. Yeah. But they would leave that and they'd be like, oh, that was good. I did what I needed to do. Uh -huh. But then there's still more uh -huh. that I yes. need. And I think this is what yeah. this is what the presence of God does. And and this we are by no means saying this is limited to the sure. blind. No. So please hear my heart. Yeah. There are many, many, many yeah. churches that yes. are in uh -huh. this space 100%. of understanding this. So we are and we are yeah. not experts at this at all. We've just got a revelation over the years that our our presentation and in any performance is never a substitute for the presence of God. Yeah. Um, I, I believe God gives us creative gifts so that we can worship him through our creativity, uh -huh. but we're not worshiping our creativity. Yeah. We are using Amen. those things to worship God. And if there is ever a moment and my team, you know, uh, would bear witness to this, if there is ever a moment where it feels like actually we're doing all this stuff, but it's a distraction from the presence of God right, right now, right. I will be the first one. Alex will be the mm. first one to say, hey, just hit pause, you yeah. know, like just turn that off. Thank you for all your hard work on that. But actually the most important thing is yeah. this is what we need to do. And this is why when you first showed up, you're like, man, I couldn't put my finger yes. on it because it was like, it, it felt like there was no plan, even though it wasn't chaotic. Right, um, but right. it was like you went there and then you went there and you went there. But I walked away and I, I didn't even really have words for it, but I felt something that I had mm. not felt before. Yeah. And that's what it is. It is giving the presence of God center stage. Mm -hmm. And that requires, and hear me, on this. Yeah. It requires that we have a framework of the Word of God. Yeah. We're not doing yes. this in, in place of the Word That's of God. Right. We have to teach the Word of God. Yep. The only way you can truly know if it's God moving is because you know His Word. Right. You understand right. Right. how right. He moves, and then you have the framework to build upon that. And so, you know, it's it's how, it's this is the journey yeah. that we're on. Mm. Mm. <sighs> <laughs> I, just I just love you too. I, I just... <laughs> You know, and, and I want the, uh, what I really want you to do to end this, honestly, is 
I would love for you to pray. Yeah. For I'm I'm going to cry because because I I know that just how my life has been wrecked yeah. in such a beautiful way. How all of the desires that I had before I showed up at the belonging, to be honest with you, they're, they're just, I just want people to feel seen and loved by Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And and honestly, at the end of this conversation, what I hear is that that's an encounter. Yeah. That's it. And so if you could pray for my listeners to have an encounter in whatever way that's going to look like for them with Holy Spirit. And again, yes, we say Holy Spirit. I learned that from my pastors because it's a person. He is a person. So if if you you could just end by praying for my listeners that they have an encounter, Alex, that would be awesome. I'm going to ask you listeners to actually just close your eyes Mm -hmm. right now, wherever you are, unless you're driving, don't (laughs) close your eyes. Um, But just take a moment. I want you to just silence all the distraction and the noise, Mm. and I want you to just lean in. Mm. What I mean by that is be aware. Mm. Open your eyes, your heart, and we're going to pray. Because who we're praying to you, who we're praying to right now, hears and he answers. And so, Father, we just thank you for this conversation. God, I thank you for Carlos because I love how he is bringing Mm your beautiful nature to the world. Mm. And God, you are so kind and you are so good and you long to reveal yourself to humanity. It's Mm. why you came because your first and foremost desire has Mm. always been to have relationship with your sons and your daughters. Mm. You've been pursuing us since the beginning and you are not going to stop pursuing us. So God, I pray right now, wherever your sons and daughters are right now listening into this podcast, that you would make yourself known to them. God, as they ask, God, would you reveal yourself, Jesus, to me, that even right now they would sense something different that they would know that you love them regardless of what they're doing or what they've done, that you have loved them and continue to love them, that you loved them so much that you were willing to die for them so that they could have eternal life. So God, I pray that this conversation that has maybe even sparked a desire and a hunger would right now be fulfilled by your presence coming into their lives living rooms into their hearts over their lives and that they would sense and be aware that you are with them, that you love them and that you are for them. And so, God, I pray that this would be the beginning, Mm. the beginning of a beautiful search to find out who you are and what you are about because you always want to reveal yourself. So, Holy Spirit, would you do what you do best? Mm, Move upon your precious sons and daughters. Bless them in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Do you mind if I just say something? I just, I don't know why. I just sense this and maybe this is the Holy Spirit, maybe not, but I just, I've felt even as Alex was praying that someone is listening that just feels like, that's good for everybody else, but I, oh, wow. I'm too far gone. Yeah, I'm, I would never be. Wow, I would never be able to receive that. And yeah. I just want to tell you, whoever it is that's that's listening to this yeah. right now, yeah, you, you you're never too far gone. Yeah, if if you're listening to this and there's that sense in yes. you of of even desiring that 
then there's space for you. There's room for you and there's grace for you to come back to God yes. uh, or maybe even for the first time. And I want to encourage you, uh, don't believe the lie that you're too far gone. Yes. Lean in and yeah. allow God to come and meet you where you're at. I love them. I love them. And I know that um, that was actually really helpful for a lot of you. Um, they're so raw. <laughs> something I love about that. There's something about their Australianness. Now they're US citizens now, but there's something about their Australianness that just kind of, it's just a little bit of like, you know what? I love it because they're actually not politically correct. Sometimes they'll say things from stage and I just laugh because I'm like, oh, oh, they don't know. They, they, you know, and, and then sometimes they're like, you know what? Like they say things that isn't safe because it, it's just truth. And I just love that about them. They make me laugh all the time with all their little Australian sayings. What, what is it? There's one thing that they say all the time. They pronounce a book of the Bible that I'm like, oh my gosh, say that again. I don't know. They're just amazing. I love them. Thank you, Alex and Henry, for depositing life into the Human Hope family. And then also, please don't forget, fam, the belonging.co slash conference. Come hang out with me and my church family, September 14th through 16th. And then stick over for Sunday as well. And you got 15% off using the code CARLOS15. I would love to see you here. It's going to be a great time. Hey, Dr. Delight, hit it. Hey, <laughs> I'm a hot mess. Me and this intro outro music are having a hard time. Hang on. Are you ready when the hope comes on? Dang it. Rapper Carlos fails again. Hey, listen, what's really helpful for this podcast? Sharing it with friends. What else is helpful? Following or subscribing. And what else is helpful? Leaving a comment or a review. I would love to see it. Next week, I'm actually going to pick the three new reviews. I'm going to read them out loud. You can hear your name on the Human Hope Podcast, and uh, I'm going to read them for you guys. Hey, thanks for hanging out. I love you. So appreciate that you're here. Next week, oh, you're not going to want to miss it. Faith takes a hard... If we went, to, if we took a left turn last week, a right turn this week, we're going to take a U-turn next week. Not quite sure what that means, but the conversation is going to blow you away. Hey, thanks for listening. I'll see you next Thursday. Peace out. Good day to you. It's Joel with the King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. 
In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested.